I'm good. How are you? Good. We have another guest today. We do. I'm so excited. Me too. We it, have. It feels a little surreal. It does. Sorry, just Actually, have to say. It's, it's like uh, we've transported <laughs> back eight years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, so we have our friend Joel Cox on the podcast today. Joel yeah. is here all the way from Australia. Hey, hey, hey. So it is very early in the morning for Joel right now. So thank you. for Yes. Yes. Early is one word we will call it. (laughs) Or very late at night, either one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Joel does does not do mornings well. So (laughs) So for our listeners, uh, Joel and I used to work together uh eight is it actually eight years it would be eight years ago so eight years ago we used to work together and court used to hang out with us and joel's wife caitlin used to hang out with us and wow eight years eight years since we left the great white north man alive yeah crazy crazy you know what's exciting is in that in that year you were here, you got to experience a good Canadian Christmas. I did. Mm-hmm. I did get to enjoy a good yeah. Canadian Christmas. Yeah. Uh, almost got to celebrate two, but we only did one. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever been that cold. <laughs> ever. <laughs> uh, and even to this day. I don't think I have ever felt that cold. Yeah. Just saying, middle of winter in Australia, I can still warrant walking outside in a t-shirt. It's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Not in Canada. You walk no. out in the middle of winter in a t-shirt and you get frostbite. Pretty much. I like instantly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Joel, I have a question for you. Sure. What was your favorite Canadian Christmas tradition? Oh, Favorite Christmas, Canadian Christmas tradition. Um, I could say it was going to the Christmas markets or in Calgary, it was the lights at the Calgary Zoo um, or going and getting your tree, even though stupidly our apartment building decided the year we were there that no, you could not have a real tree. What? Um, One of the traditions that I I loved and that I loved even before I got to Canada, but love that Canada, that was like their first thought was this idea of a Christmas Eve service. Like that for me is my favorite. You guys don't do Christmas Eve services in Australia? Not so many churches in Australia still do Christmas Day. That's cool. Um, So for me, uh, even though I had to plan it and everything, Christmas Eve was just the most beautiful tradition for me. Um, And seeing all the families come to church looking all dressed up and nice like they would on a Christmas Day service. Uh, it was just really special. Um, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, awesome. Yeah, and just the atmosphere that Christmas Eve has in Canada. Like, yeah. um, 
we talk about Christmas magic and the magic of Christmas. And I don't think we quite get it here in Australia. Like we talk about it, but we don't quite grasp it. And I think it's because a lot of the traditions and stuff are set in North America where it's, you know, negative 30 degrees every day. Um, but there is just that magic on Christmas yeah. Eve and you see it in the kids' eyes when you're walking around. Um, you feel it in the air because it's negative 30 and it's burning your face. Um, but there's just that magic about Christmas Eve. And yeah, for me, that Christmas Eve church service just really knocked that home, that, okay. that magic of Christmas. So yeah, yeah. That and ugly Christmas sweaters. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, sweet. You know, I do like Christmas Eve services, and I, I, I for similar reasons, except for I grew up with them, so it wasn't brand new tradition for me. But I also like uh, driving home after Christmas Eve service mm. when all the stores are closed and yeah, like roads are quiet and it's just peaceful. Yeah, I remember um, that year that we were we worked Christmas Eve together. Yeah, um, we everyone had left the core. It was just us three. Yeah, uh, my wife and son. Yeah, and um, I think my younger brother, brother. was with us. Yeah. yeah, and we tried to shove a fireplace <laughs> into did. the boot. Of your car, Alicia. We did. We did not successfully do it. But... We did not. <laughs> For the record, but... it was a cardboard fireplace. It was a cardboard <laughs> fireplace. But... <laughs> it wasn't like brick or anything. Although that would have been so much better. It would have. Um, and I just remember we got to the end of this ordeal and we kind of were just standing there in this dark car park. Yeah. <laughs> And it was just like, yeah, tomorrow's yeah. Christmas Day. Like, yeah, th this is good. This, yeah. this feels good. True. Um, we were a little dirty that it didn't start snowing at that point. But yeah. you know what? We'll let it slide. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. 100%. <laughs> I yeah. did a few years ago in 2019, we did at junior music camp we did the gospel according to buddy the elf so the whole week was christmas in july themed which would have been absolute heaven for you it was <laughs> i did i did the bible program and it was probably my favorite that i've ever done but <sighs> on the on the last <clears throat> night i was like you know what everybody loves the candlelight service on christmas eve we are going to have christmas eve at camp I'm not giving all of these kids candles, but I will give them all glow sticks. So as they came in to the auditorium, we gave all these kids glow sticks. And the end of Bible, um, we sang Silent Night. And in my head, it was going to be this absolutely beautiful moment to end, like for the last night of camp. What I did not foresee happening was those um, glow sticks turning into lightsabers in the middle of Silent Night. Um, it was not a silent night. It was pure chaos, um, but it was awesome. 
if that doesn't describe youth ministry, I don't know what does. <laughs> Glow sticks, turning to lightsabers in the middle of silent night. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Absolutely yeah. perfect. <laughs> so, Joel, what, um, what's the difference or what are some differences for you between Australian Christmas and Canadian Christmas? Um, Other than, like, it's summer there, not winter. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Australian Christmas is, it, it's changed a lot over the last decade. Uh, it's become, it, it has very much become a holiday. It's just, things are so relaxed, workplaces are shutting down, you know, for better or worse. That's very much what it is here in Australia. It's very relaxed, very chilled. Um, there's not a lot of pomp and circumstance. There is a lot of, you know, running around and crazy because it's Christmas, but um, like it's not, there's no formality behind it. Okay. Mm. That makes sense. Um, so over the last few weeks, we've been talking about the four words of Advent hope peace joy and then this week is love so you joined us on the right week joel yes <laughs> we get to talk about love oh, favorite topic hands down oh, um it. what does love mean to you love is a very many things no um, <laughs> love for me is waking up at 5 a.m because your daughter has come into your bedroom wide awake and going out taking her back to her room even though all you want to do is lay in bed asleep mm -hmm. and i say that knowing full well that my wife will probably listen to this podcast and i just want to clarify right off the bat caitlin I'm talking about you, not me, because we both know our daughter doesn't like me in the morning. She doesn't come to me in the morning. So I'm I'm accepting that. I'm taking one for the team. Okay. Um, but love is it's that it's that doing all those things because the other person is going to feel uplifted gratified encouraged put before you um even though you know that you don't want to be doing those things i'm yeah. sorry but waking up at five in the morning which is what i've done this morning guys you're welcome is not my idea of a good time it's not but mm -hmm. more than happy to do that for my daughter because love the heck out of that girl um but yeah love is doing and it's the little things it really is it's just getting in and doing the dishes because you can see the other person has had the worst day or watching that stupid rom-com because she's gonna love it mm -hmm. i'm not but she is Let's do it. Let's get into it. Let's watch Hallmark. Let's let's just roll with it. 
Do you secretly love Hallmark, though? I know oh, I you do. do. Oh, I do. Hey, it's my... This sounds very familiar to when the four of us sat down to watch Pitch Perfect together. Yep. And I, you and I were, Joel, you and I were like, I don't want to watch this movie. This is stupid. And then I think we enjoyed it more than the other two. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't know what's funnier. The fact that one of our Christmas traditions in our house yeah. is Caitlin and I, every night leading up to Christmas, will watch a Hallmark Christmas movie. Um, or the fact that I'm the one who's kicking to find the next Hallmark movie that we've got to watch the next night. It, yeah. It's fantastic. Love it. Fantastic time of year. Alicia, what does love mean to you? Uh, love really is its that sacrificial uh, love. It's giving up of whether it's time or energy. Circling back to Christmas, like we see Christ as love throughout his life um, and his death and resurrection like we see it all through there and i think his teaching shows us exactly what joel was talking about jesus did stuff that i'm sure he didn't want to do but did it because he loved people and that's where we get that example from um so whether that's uh sitting in a living room with people who are grieving or whether that's mm. um people phoning you in the middle of the night because they know you're upset about something um, or like whatever the case is, right. There's always, there's ways to, to show love um, and to feel love. And I think Christmas we see love showing a lot more than we do. Yeah. The rest. I, I, I always found that super interesting as a kid and I find it even more interesting now as an adult that, people are so much more willing to do above and beyond at Christmas. Yeah. Um, we were commenting in our family group chat last night. There's a lady who lives in Calgary mm -hmm. and her name is Elaine. If you know Elaine, you know Elaine. Like um, we, it took us a long time to like actually learn her name, but yeah. you see her everywhere you go. <laughs> like, yeah. There is, she hangs out at a certain Starbucks that we know about. She's always at the Christmas fairs. She's always like, um, yeah. you see her everywhere you go and you know her because she is a little person in a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, and she has the sweetest voice and just like, she just, everywhere she goes, joy follows her. Yeah. Um, and we were commenting last night because it. Um, I was on Instagram and the Salvation Army in Alberta posted a photo of her at a kettle. And she was all dressed up to the nines. Oh, wow. um, and with, she brought her own candy canes to hand out. And she's been sitting on kettles singing um, yeah. to try. And just like I read it and I, 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 my eyes filled with tears just because I don't live there anymore. I don't really see her. Yeah. anymore um and it just like filled me with joy to see that but also there was like this woman might be the most loving woman i've ever met yeah um and she just wants to do whatever she can to love yeah. other people well and Dude, what it what an absolute testament yeah 
to Elaine. Yeah. Wheelchair bound and still yeah. willing to get dressed to the nines. Yeah. To hand out candy canes at yeah. a Christmas kettle. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. She has for years she's been an inspiration to me. And then that just like skyrocketed last night when I yeah. saw that come across my my Instagram. Often when I think <sighs> about love and Christmas, but um I think about the song Love Came Down at Christmas. I don't know if it existed before Jars of Clay, but in my head it's a Jars of Clay song. <laughs> Uh, just um, for the record, it did. Okay. But I'm going to let you have it. I'm going to go with Jars of Clay wrote this song, even though they didn't. <laughs> um, but like when you, the words are, love came down at Christmas, love, a lovely love divine. Love was born at Christmas, stars and angels gave the sign. Love will be your token. Love will be yours and love be mine. Love from God to all of us. Love for plea and gift a sign. Um, and I think that that sums up the Christmas story really well. I love... Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really appreciate that love comes at the end of Advent. Most of the time. Mm. Um, <laughs> because, and Alicia and I have talked about this in previous weeks during Advent, that I think these words kind of, they work together, but they build on top of each other. And so the mm. fact that the last building block before we get to Christmas and is and Christ is love. Yep. Um, and all of these things build up to love. Yeah. And I think that's something that is often missed in the advent period we get so caught up with doing advent that we actually forget what advent is um it, it's literally the preparing for messiah that's literally what advent is it's getting ready for this moment um and so we start off um we start off with joy and this idea of the joy that is coming that Christ will be born, the savior of the world, uh, redeemer of man, son of God, born. We have hope because, because we have this joy of the coming Christ, we have this hope that things are going to get better, that there is something better at the end, that um, at the end of all time, things will be in completion because of Christ. And then we build on top of that hope and that joy that we have cemented in us. And we realize that there is a peace that just washes over us. And if you ignore, I find too often we want to ignore the peace because it's Christmas and we get confused with peace. Quite often we think about peace as if it's, um, you know, this lovely, kind of feeling but it's not um courtney you had something up on facebook the other day which just resounded what peace was and i can't remember off the top of my head and i wish i could um but it was essentially the, the notion that peace isn't the absence of chaos it's not the absence of all these things 
it's the knowledge of God in that. And so you have that peace. You have that knowledge that even though right now we're living in one of the most messed up periods, it's actually probably not that messed up compared to other periods, but, you know, we think of it as the most messed up period of time. But we have that that all-surmounting peace that God exists in that time. And then how do we finish? What's that last week before we hit the birth of Messiah? It's love. The thing that Paul says is the greatest of these. You know, we have faith, we have hope, we have love, and the greatest is love. Why? Because it's not because it's some feeling or some esoteric idea. It's not because it brings people together or anything like that. It's because Christ is love and at the end of advent as we come to that closing as we revel in the silent night before christmas there is christ and i don't think i don't think we fully grasp that in the advent period we get so caught up with trying to preach the sermons and tell the stories that we forget that it is it's that cognitive effect you know week one leads to week two which just builds on week one if you're not building on top of the week before then you're missing the point and if you're getting to love and that's not like the biggest celebration for you if you're not getting to that week and going oh man it's coming. It's, yeah. it's, are you ready for this? Yeah. Are you, have you got your head around this yet? Then you've missed it. You've missed the point of Advent. Yeah. They build on each other and, and we can do a better job mm. of, of looking at them, not as individual concepts, mm. but as one concept with multiple pieces. Yeah. To it. Um, yeah. the puzzle that creates the 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 Christmas story. Yeah. Um, I remember one year. So the whole Advent wreath concept isn't yeah. huge in Australian churches. Like it's done, but it's mm-hmm. not. Whereas in Canada, you see it everywhere. Yeah. Um, but I remember one year, my parents who were also officers, um, they decide that one year they would do the advent wreath and do, I guess, a proper advent. I remember every week when my mum went to do the candles, she would light the previous week and then she would use that previous week's candle to light the next week's candle. Yeah. And I think, I, I don't know how many people saw what she was doing or even understood what Mm -hmm. she was doing. But looking back, I see that I recognize, oh, you were literally showing, you know, joy leads to hope, leads to peace, leads to love. Like you, you were literally using the previous week to get the fire started. Yeah. 
That's really cool. I like that. I want to start doing that. <laughs> I, I was trying to think if we've, if I've ever seen people light using the previous week's candle to kind of build. And I, I don't, don't, I don't think I have. Or if the, people have seen it, I haven't paid attention. But mm. I really like that. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a brilliant way to look at it and to think about it. I I think that's, for me, when you come into this time, coming into Advent, coming into Christmas, uh, we talk about love all the time. Jars of Clay is out there playing their hit single, Love Came Down. <laughs> um, you know, uh, love's everywhere at Christmas. We've got Hallmark movies. We've got uh, God Bless Mariah Carey and her songs. Uh, it it's a very lovely time, but in the season of Advent, we kind of miss the love mm -hmm. of the lovely. Yeah. Because there was nothing lovely about that first Christmas morning. I can tell you now, I've been in the birthing yeah. room of both my kids. It is not lovely. It is unpleasant. It is scary. But the love in that moment, I, I just it, it boggles my mind to think about that moment when Christ, who was fully and wholly God, was born. Mm. I've held both my kids as newborns, just tiny little things that are unassuming. They're not dangerous. And all you want to do is just kind of protect them and cuddle them in close to you. And this would have been a girl of maybe 14 holding the only living creature that was the full embodiment of God. Yeah. Like what yeah. on earth? Yeah. You know? And Just... she knew, and she knew that it was the oh. full embodiment of God. Yes. Okay. But I do love these, these kinds of conversations though, because yeah. it does kind of get us thinking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it kind of makes what we have read in the Bible for 30 some odd years for each of us, like it, it makes it become more real when we actually start to look at each person as a person and not just a character in a story. There has never been one Christmas where I have read through the Christmas story and thought, Oh yeah, I didn't learn anything new. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I learned something new at Christmas every year yeah every single year something else jumps out at me i make it my life's purpose to find yeah. something new at christmas yeah yeah um and i've been reading theology and biblical studies yeah most of my life yeah and i still manage to find something new in Christmas. Yeah. And it's not that it, I didn't know it or that I didn't understand something, but it's just when you go looking for it, 
there's always something that kind of goes, how did I miss that? Yeah. Yeah. How did I not get that the first time? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, let's bring this back to love. This is what we're meant to be talking about. I'm gonna I'm gonna blame Courtney for that one. Oh, yeah, um, that's okay. <laughs> to bring it back to love, let's stop for a moment and just picture Mary, Joseph in the stable. It's probably you know two, three a.m. She's exhausted. His hand hurts because she's been squeezing it. <laughs> there's tears. There's crying. It's not silent. Sorry, guys. Not silent night. Yeah. Could you imagine then? Like, I know what it's like as a new dad yeah. to look down at your newborn and just they're yours. Mm-hmm. And the absolute all-engulfing love that you have for that human being in that moment. You know, you did this. This was you. Yeah. Like, could you imagine being Mary? No. Her firstborn child, which wasn't even her child. Like, remember that. Get that into your head. Um, Like, could you imagine her looking into his face? And just being like, I love you so much. And yet, even as a child who cannot speak or communicate in any way, you somehow managed to love me more? There's there's a scene in The Passion of the Christ where um, Mary is watching everything happen. Um and she gets a flashback to Jesus as a little boy and mm. he falls and scrapes his knee. Um, and this flashback is just her running to him to make sure that he's safe as a child. Um, and that's that's what her mind went to, like while he was enduring a flogging. <laughs> I, um, I was just thinking that. And, and I think about that, just that like flashback for her, because I'm sure, I mean, that specific one wouldn't like that's there's creative liberties taken um (laughs) but like i have had those moments with children and i'm not a parent there is absolutely no way that the mother of jesus did not have those moments with him Mm. right like where she just wants to do everything to protect them um because she has that love deep inside of her yeah um i think about uh, the story in Matthew, uh, Jesus is about 12. They've taken him to the temple in Jerusalem for the blessing. They bring him back and Jesus does a typical Jesus and, you know, hangs out with his peeps at the temple. Stuff you mum and dad. Um, I think we kind of downplay that story a bit. And we're like, yeah, you know, Jesus really belonged in the temple. But just stop for a moment and recognize I have a 10-year-old. And when he isn't where I think he's meant to be, Mm -hmm. I freak. Like, there is nothing scarier 
than thinking your child is somewhere and they're not. Yeah. For one thing, what mischief are they getting into and what room are they destroying? For another thing, are they safe? As a parent, to suddenly lose your child is just gut-wrenching. Mm-hmm. Absolutely gut-wrenching. Um, I can only imagine at that moment when Mary and Joseph recognized that Jesus wasn't with them. Yes, they knew who he was. They probably even knew what he was doing. But just that moment of my 12-year-old son is not with me. He is in one of the biggest cities in the known world on his own. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. And yet we play it as if Jesus is just like, guys, seriously, hey, you should have known I'd be here. Yeah. Like, do we honestly think that that's how that played out? Yeah. Really? I I mean... Again, like Mary and Joseph were human, mm. right? And so even if you know things, like I think about myself, how many times do I rationally know things, but the irrational thoughts take over? Yep. Right? Yep. And so uh, I think as humans, we all have a little bit of that. And mm. so I, I could see Mary as a mother going to worst case scenario. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, my 12-year-old son, who's meant to be the savior of the world, has been kidnapped, is now being sold on the black market as a slave to some yeah. rich person in Egypt. Yeah. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's probably the first thought that went through her head. Yeah. yeah. And yet, Jesus, who is fully and holy God, fully and holy man, the embodiment of love. Mm-hmm was her son yeah like it just i can't i feel like my head does circles trying to wrap my head around these things Mm -hmm. and but i also love it like i love thinking about it yeah yeah um we're gonna wrap up here but um i i can't i can't have this conversation without there's two things first thing um, I often think about the scene in Elf when Buddy goes on his first date with Jovi and then bursts into Walter's uh, meeting and says, I'm in love, I'm in love, and I don't care who knows it. And and I, I often think about that when I think about people encountering the love of Christ. Mm. That, like, they just burst into the room, like, like Elaine. She bursts into the room and we know the love that's inside of her. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, um, and I think we can all probably think of people who um, you can see the love of Christ inside of them. And when you encounter that love, whether it's every day you encounter it or the first time or whatever, Mm. we, I pray that we all have that moment where we can burst into a room and say, I'm in love. I'm in love. And I don't care who knows it. (laughs) Like, I have experienced 
the love of Christ for the first time. You have the fullness of glory cemented in you. Yeah. You have the fullness of hope of salvation cemented within you. How are you not bursting? Yeah. To let that out. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, two weeks in a row, we accidentally quoted, I've got the joy, 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 joy down <laughs> in my heart. So this week I'm gonna do it on purpose. There's there's a verse about love. There is. Um, Yes, I got a love of Jesus, love of Jesus down in my heart. Where? <laughs> down in my heart. Um, but then it says down in my heart to stay. And and I think that like that's that love that burst through the door. Mm-hmm. Um I, the love of Jesus down in our hearts. It's super yep. simple and a little bit cheesy, maybe. <laughs> um, but when you experience it, it doesn't feel simple or cheesy. No. I think if you if you are not wrestling with the concept of Christ as love, living a human life, but also living a divine life within you, if your mind does not wrestle with that concept of love, then you're missing the point of love. You've boiled it down to esoterics and feelings and man, you need to get out of that mindset because that's not what God was talking about when he was talking about, I am love and you must love because I loved you. Like he, that should hurt your head. Yeah. You should get a migraine wrestling with the idea that God is love within you. And so you want to take that and share that with others so that others might experience the God who is love living within you. The fact that you have living love within you. Exactly. Like that should hurt your head. You should be having constant migraines thinking about that because it is equal parts insane and equal parts total truth all rolled into one and it's amazing yeah yeah exactly well um thank you joel for coming on the podcast no my pleasure i really appreciate it it's nice to like um be able to just listen (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i love these conversations i love it it's my favorite time it's very good yeah um well tell your family we say merry christmas i was gonna say melancholy maka but that's not australian (laughs) no don't say hi to the six white boomers six white boomers (laughs) (laughs) And put another shrimp on the bar before us. Which is hilarious because we don't do seafood. Okay. Do you, okay, but, okay. What do you eat for Christmas dinner? You don't eat turkey, right? Or do you? Not, not like you guys do. Okay. Um, so 
we get what we call fake turkey. And it's basically turkey that they've put into a roll that they've squished into a box. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it depends on your family. Our We tend to go more a cold meats type okay. Christmas, typically yep. because no one wants to be in the kitchen in 38 degree heat. That's just fair. saying. Yeah. Uh, but I actually grew up with Christmas lunch being roast lamb. Mm-hmm. That was Christmas lunch. Yep. Very so, Australian. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we got not as many sheep as New Zealand. But yeah. still. But, but yeah. we got a fair few sheep. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. You know. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy your uh, cold meat Christmas dinner. <laughs> thanks guys and uh we will talk to you soon and have a nap Mm -hmm. oh i will be trust me (laughs) 